0: Hallelujah! 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 Amen. Let's pray, Father. We thank you because your word is powerful. Your word is quick. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Your word can go to the deepest part of our hearts. Your word can set free, deliver. Father, I ask you to speak your word this morning in Jesus' name. I release myself to you, Holy Spirit. Please speak through me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. You know, as so we're worshiping God, I just felt like encouraging uh, a few people here today. You know, this is a season of joy. Christmas is a celebration of joy to the world. Christmas is... A huge celebration of what, how God feels about the human race. It is the beginning of God's plan for us. God's plan of redemption. But unfortunately for many people, it is a season when the enemy tries to get you down, gets you depressed, gets you to think about everything that has not been working working in your life gets you to think how lonely you are, gets you to focus on what is not working in your life. I just want to encourage you. This is your season of joy. And you need to refuse every enemy's plot to steal your joy. In fact, I believe every believer has to get to a point when your joy focuses on Christ. You know, have you seen some of those, a young boy that is being, you know, being teased? Have you ever been teased before? You know, somebody just teases you, and they continue to tease you as long as it works, right? As long as they can get you to get out of your element, to get mad, to get thirst, to walk you off, and you are crying or you are, you know, you are throwing tantrum, then it continues to work. But the day you decided, no more. I want, and and there's a lot of people here, Would need to make that decision. Would need to make a decision that my joy is centered on Christ. Hallelujah. We need to say, Lord, reduce me to Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's what we need to get to. See, when you get to that point, the enemy has no more sway over your life. In fact, people like that, the enemy don't come anymore because it doesn't work anymore. People who can, you know, I remember the song we used to sing, I love it. Jesus, you are the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You are the heart of my contentment. Oh for all I do. Jesus, you' are the center of. Me. I think a number of us need to really take that very seriously. See, when Jesus is the only center of joy that you have, see it doesn't matter what He's taking away. It doesn't matter whether money is taken away, whether you have it, whether you don't have it. It doesn't matter what is going on around you. It doesn't matter what else is not for you. It doesn't matter what else is not working for you. I just want to invite a number of people today. You need to make Jesus the center of your joy. And this season should help you to do that. Unto us, a son is given. God loves us so much. That is why he gave Jesus for us. You know, God cares about you. God loves you. And Jesus is the proof of that. You see, when you get to that point, the enemy leaves you alone. He knows that no matter what tricks he brings, no matter what he you know, he tries to trick you with, trying to push you with, he knows that he cannot take Jesus away from you. Hallelujah! Yeah. Praise the name of Jesus! Yeah. And I saw, and, I, and I, I, think I, I think those of us who live in the Western world, you know, we sometimes we lose track of, I mean, track of that. You saw the video. These are people, nothing. They, they had nothing. You know, I, I got to speak in different parts of, uh, of Uganda. You know, uh, you know the rich places. But I decided to show those areas because I really felt. You know, those are that. That's really where. You know, I saw. You know, sincerity of people worshiping God. I saw people who have gone through a lot. I met someone who's been prisoned twice for Jesus. And he had to go to exile, you know, and he's still really, really happy in Christ. I saw people who have nothing. The currency is, oh my God, I mean, it's just unbelievable. A dollar to 3,600 Uganda shillings. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it is. I saw pastors, you know, who are laboring in rural areas, you know, with nothing. I mean, you can see on their faces. I took 40 of my books, you know, usually when you travel, I had to give everything out. You cannot see these people and just ask them to buy a book. It will be, be criminal for you, spiritually speaking. <laughs> $10 to them? Wow. It's 36000 Uganda shillings, $10, $36,000. It is, after preaching for a whole week, after preaching, you know, for twice a day, I mean, sometimes two hours each, I'm out. I mean, they were receptive. I mean, they really needed the word. I mean, I didn't, we started the meeting usually, I wasn't the only speaker, three, three of us. We spoke twice a day. Six times from section is 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. at night. They were there. Nobody was sleeping. Only one hour break. There's no coffee break. I told the pastor, you're going, to, you're going to kill these people. No coffee break. He said, no, 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 no. That's how we do it. And these people are hungry. They won the word. Just one hour break. So I was energized. I went there so tired, obviously. I flew in at night next day started preaching between jet lag between tiredness i received strength just by seeing these people i mean they just they just wanted to hear the word preach twice one of the nights i finished preaching at seven you know and they just started worshiping and they went on 20 minutes worshiping praying. They didn't want to leave the pastor said you have to come back pastor these people don't want to leave call me back on stage i'm like god what do i say again i mean this is i've preached four hours now i have to i have to continue the worship and ask the holy spirit what do i do what do i say it's just amazing to see that you know, the, the, these people are open. The gospel is still, it's still a mission field by and large. You know, uh, the gospel is still not as deep. And uh, praise God, at least the Lord used the trip to really encourage a lot of, a lot of pastors and a lot of believers there. Uh, praise the name of Jesus. So I, I feel I should just share that with you. Uh, and by God's grace, I'll be returning back there. Uh, amen amen as God we have it I mean uh, we are pastors This was a pastors conference I got to do other things but the main thing that brought me there was pastors uh, who came from uh, six different countries in the East Africa uh, you know from Uganda which is the venue Tanzania Burundi, Rwanda Congo, Kenya you know, and uh, uh, it, it was great to see uh, you know how open they are, how excited they are. So I ended up receiving invitation from all those countries to come back next year just to share the just to share the word. So by God's grace, I'll be reaching out to you, uh, you know, to support the effort. Uh, not only do they need someone to teach. Uh, they need a lot of resources. And you know your $100 here can do a lot. I will share one testimony, and I will go into the message. The Sunday I was about to travel, that Sunday I was about to, I just announced I'll be traveling. One of our sisters just walked up to me and gave me $100. Just give me an envelope and say, Pastor, I just want to, I, when you go to Uganda, I believe you will meet a missionary. You know, the Lord will... I want you to give that missionary this $100. I said, thank you. God bless you. So I, the night I got there, I told my host, is there a missionary in this conference? I said, oh, there should be. I'll look, in, I'll look around. If I find one, I'll let you know. So by next day after the sessions at night, he called me and he said, introduce me to the, young, to the gentleman, not the young, my gentleman, who is, a, who is a missionary. He said, this is a missionary. He came all the way from Tanzania. Uh, You know, and I just called him and we started talking and I explained, and I just, he told me what he did, he's planted 10 churches. Uh, He doesn't speak English, you know, he wasn't, I was, you know, somebody was, usually somebody has to interpret for you. So he told me all the story, how he's, you know, you know, and after all that, I pulled him aside, you know, my host wasn't even aware and I said, you know, when I was leaving my church... His sister just woke up to me and gave me $100 to give to a missionary. And I believe this is for you. At that point, he hasn't quite connected how much that money is. You know, I was just, you know, so he was, you know, he was shaking. He was really like, he was praying for me. I couldn't make up what he was saying. You know, he he had my tie and it was like, and at the end he said something like, testimony, testimony, you know. And I I just said, yes, you know, and I, you know, we parted. So three days into the conference, he had to share a testimony. Of course, now he was using interpreter and he was sharing the testimony how, you know, he used to be a pastor, God called him to stop and become a missionary and he's planted 10 churches all around East Africa. God moved him around and um, he wasn't, he was supposed to come, he wasn't, he was close to not coming to the conference. Because my hosts had to pay a lot of their transportation to be there. These people are so poor that, uh, uh, you know, Pastor Paul Musisi will convene the conference. Majority of them, he has to send them transportation money to come there. So (laughs) that's the only way. Now, he ran into problems himself. His wife had a baby, you know, had to be admitted to the hospital. He was, you know, they had a theft in their church. So he ran into all kinds of issues himself. He couldn't send money. So some of the delegates that were supposed to come from Tanzania he didn't come. But this guy decided he was going to come. He felt the Lord was telling him, there's something for you there. You need to be there. Now, on top of that, he wanted to learn English. Uh, you know, He wanted to learn English. can't speak English, so he wants to learn English. So he's enrolled in a school. He's contacted a school where he's going to enroll for to learn English. And the fee for the school is $100. The fee for the school. It's $100 in, you know, Uganda shilling. That's the equivalent. So that was why he was shaking, you know, when I gave him $100. Isn't God wonderful? Someone $100 here can send a missionary to school to learn English and become more effective in what God has called him to be. It's just an amazing, an amazing, an amazing trip. I believe that uh, it is an open door for, some, you know, for us, uh, for the prayers we have prayed. I came close to not going. As a madam father, I was invited last year to come to, go, come to Uganda. I just wouldn't go. I've never been to East Africa Uganda is country of idea me, I mean you just I mean I mean you know I mean what just somebody you don't really know very well just say come over you just jump into the plane and people are like what what are you doing there? You know but because of his persistency you know I, I couldn't go last year so I eventually I said I wouldn't come. Uh, you know, in my mind, I'm like, which is Kenya? We have a lot of Kenya in the, in the church. They can hook me up and, you know, <laughs> at least I'll be, I don't know no one from Uganda. Anyway, you know, so I came close, but it was persistent. He said, come, come. This year again, he sent me WhatsApp messages. You need to come. You know, you can be a blessing. And that's what led to going there. And somehow uh, it blessed so many, many, many people. We thank God for that. So if, e- if everything works well, I will be going to East Africa twice, at least next year. You know, uh, go to Kenya, Congo, Burundi, uh, you know early in the year sometimes, and hopefully in the, later in the year, go to Tanzania, Rwanda and, uh, you know, and Uganda. Amen. Amen. So please, let's, let's, let's keep it going, and we thank God. I want to thank people who prayed. You know, I had uh, a number of people, a lot of people who prayed every day, sometimes three times a day. For me, as I was there, it made a significant difference, and we praise God for that. Amen. Amen. Today, I'm going to share with you... Uh, on Jesus, the light of the world. Right. Jesus is the light of the world. But I really want to talk about the principles of light and darkness. And, you know, as I was thinking about this message, I know sometimes it's easy to just say light, darkness, light, darkness. You know, how does it apply in the way we live? And I discovered that a lot of time uh, in the Bible. Uh, the Bible, especially in the scripture, we read, and in many other places, it talks about us living as children of light. He uh, said, "This is the message, First John chapter 1, verse five through 10. Uh, that our daughter, uh, Esther, read it beautifully. Amen. This is the message we have heard from him, and declare to you, God is a light. In him, there is no darkness at all. So everything about God is light. When you are in God, when you are in Christ, when you are dealing with God, if you want God in your life, if you are associated with God, there can be no darkness. And he said, if we claim to have fellowship, fellowship simply means relationship. If we claim to have relationship with him, and yet we walk in darkness we lie and we do not live in truth that we cannot claim to have a relationship with god who is light and we now walk in darkness he said we you know we do not you know we are not we are not telling ourselves the truth verse 7 says but if we walk in the light as he is In the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Now, if we walk with him, if we walk in the light and we fellowship with him, it affects our fellowship with one another. You see, light and darkness, they are. Uh, You know the the, the contrast between both. It runs through the scripture, but it's more than symbol. You know, oftentimes we take it as symbol. You know, obviously in the natural we know there's light and we know there's darkness, and we know people will love darkness. Most people love light, all right. You know, light is everything that is good. Light is what makes us to see. Light is what reveals the beauty of our environment, right? Most of us prefer daylight than night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, the, the people who love night, we know who they are, right? <laughs> they are more excited about night uh, than daylight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And maybe some people will work night and get paid more. <laughs> some people get paid more to work at night. We can, legit job, right? All right? We can excuse them, right? We're not talking about you today, man. You can walk your night and make your money and God bless you for that. Just make sure the light is at least on where you're walking. Don't walk literally in the dark. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. But if they are a principle, see, I mean, spiritually, they are talking about principles. And that's why it says, we cannot be in God and walk in darkness and operate by principles you know, that are only obtainable in darkness. We're going to read another portion of the scripture, but I'm going to take you a little bit to the beginning. Uh, Genesis. You can see forces of light and forces of darkness literally from Genesis. Literally from Genesis, you see the Bible says uh, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. He said, the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep. You know, that's what we saw at the beginning. You know, this is spiritual darkness. It's both physical and spiritual darkness. And really, theologians believe, and it's true, that is as a result of the devil coming to the earth. You know, the event that happened in Revelation 10 or 12, where the enemy was thrown out, introduced darkness into the world, all right? you know, introduce darkness. So, and because of that, all right, the earth was formless. Now, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. You see, the distance between verse 1 and verse 2 is great. You know, many people don't know that. Verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, heaven and the earth existed. We don't know for how long. But now... So, you see, he's talking about now, now, right? He talked about the beginning, which is in the past. So, if you read Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 is in the past. It's what happened before Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 1. So, he was talking about something that happened in the past. God created heaven and earth. Now, the earth was formless. So, something happened. In, in between in the beginning and now, something had happened. The devil was thrown into the world control became the, uh, you know, the, the rulers of the darkness of this world. Now there's darkness all over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was overing over the waters, Over. Over. I mean, you know, God's, you know, I was reading this, and the, the Spirit of God said, you know, the Spirit was overing, unable to produce anything, unable to do anything, all right, it, because of darkness, you see, if there is darkness anywhere, uh, and, uh, and we're going to talk about what it means, spiritual darkness anywhere, if, even, even, even though the Spirit of God is present, you know, it will be present with no, to, no results. you will be present with, you know, you will not have fruit, you know. So there was no fruit until God had to take care of darkness. Praise the name of Jesus. So you see what happened, God said here, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good, and God, you know, God now separated light from darkness, so at that point, light and darkness cannot be together, so Spiritually, darkness still has its day. So even the kingdom of God somehow was created at this point, right? The kingdom of light and kingdom of darkness. It is evident in physical things because what we can see here is only the physical, which is we now have day and night. All right, separated light from darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Now, anywhere, forces or darkness, they are at work. God does not work. All right? God does not work. It's important. And I'm, I'm bringing something here that is very, very significant. I believe this message is specific. This message will affect the way we live, uh, and I trust that God... We explain this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right? So, anywhere forces of light are, is at play, the Spirit of God moves, not just overs, produces results. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, let's go back to our life. The Bible says our life before Christ was darkness. All right? You know, First Peter two nine says, "You are a chosen generation, right? A chosen people, a royal priesthood, a God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness." So spiritually, we were in darkness, right? Then God called us into His wonderful light. So spiritually, we were living in darkness, and we were operating by the principles of darkness. right? That's how we live. So God called us out of that. Now, God needed to call us out of darkness so he can walk in our lives. Right? Because we can be what God has called us to be. God cannot begin that walk in our life, walks of transformation, you know, taking us to what he wants us to, to take us, partnering with us, you know, refining us. You know, God called us out of darkness and brought us into light because it's only in light we can experience God's grace in our lives praise the name of jesus so first peter 29 is just reminding us and it's reminding us for various reasons you know in fact I, before i go to why i will read another scripture second corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 many of us we know this very well We know he said the god of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So people who are not believing, the reason is that the God of this age blinds them so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So it keeps them in darkness. So unbelieving people, they are in darkness because the enemy prevents them from seeing the light. So that describes our spiritual state. We used to be in darkness. Now we are in the light. But it's important for us to recognize that there, is, there are principles of light and there are principles of darkness. It is possible to see people who have been rescued from darkness, right? Brought into light, but living by principles obtainable only in darkness, So it puts you in a compromised position. Praise the name of Jesus, and that's really, really, really what I want to talk about. So let's go. Let's let's talk about. uh, Let's let's go to Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians chapter five. uh, If you can get to verse eight, uh, that's very, very important. Verse eight says, "For you were once darkness." This is you know, you were darkness because you were in darkness. All right. If you're in darkness, you're darkness, right? You know, you can't, you can't tell. If someone is wearing black, everything is dark, and in the middle of the dark darkness, they blend, right? So, so you can call them part of the darkness. So you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Isn't that what Jesus said? You are the light of the world, right? Now, look at the next verse. He now said, leave us, children of light. All right? It, it was, it's reminding them where they used to be. You, was, you were once darkness, right? You once operated by principle of darkness. Now you are in light. You are light. All right? But leave. Make sure you leave. Make sure that is in your mind, that I'm now in light. I'm now in the light. I must live as children of light. Look at what verse 9 says. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness. All right? There must be fruit. So produce fruits. Walk as children of light. Right? The fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Verse 11 is even very, 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 very more pointed. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness. Or some other version says unfruitful works of darkness. Rather, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. All right? So, secrecy is a function of darkness, right? Lack of goodness. It's a, you know, unrighteousness. Those are principles, things that happen in darkness. Lies. Those are things that, that happen in darkness. And if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you are in light, but you. Operate by the principle of darkness. You are a compromised believer. Now, you might be in church. You might be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. In fact, you might be filled with the Holy Spirit. What will happen is, you will just be like it was in the beginning. The Spirit of God hovering with no resort, right? Hallelujah. I am praying that the light of Jesus you know, will truly shine in your heart. Yeah. So you need to really do what God did. God said, let there be light, and it's separated. That's why the Bible says, come out from among them. 1 Corinthians 6, 2 Corinthians rather. There's no fellowship between light and darkness. They don't agree. They are principles. So we must really understand that this is very, very important to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's go back to... Uh, Uh, 1 John 5, I mean 1 John chapter 1 and read that scripture again. It says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. So, see God, there's no darkness in God. There's no darkness in God. If we claim to have fellowship with him, which we all claim, that's why we are here. All Alright? It's because we have relationship. If we claim we have relationship with God, all right, and we now walk in darkness. See, we operate by the principles of darkness, which is no goodness, unrighteousness, lies, secrecy, those things. You know, what what you know he said we are lying. There's no truth in us. If we claim to have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie. And we do not live out the truth. But if we walk by the principles of light, you know, this is what is going to happen. As he's in the light, he said, we have fellowship with one another. And we have fellowship, genuine fellowship with one another in the light. And he says, he said, the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sins. He also said further that if we claim to be without sin, you see, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and we forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That means if we live a lie, right? That's one of the principles of darkness, living a lie, pretending. You know, in light, there's no pretension, right? Everything is seen, everything is clear. You know, you can't hide in light. It is, you know, you can hide in darkness easily, right? You can hide in darkness easily. So he said we can hide sin. So when we have a lifestyle that hides sin, light is not at work. That's why I tell people who are struggling with sin. You know, the easiest way to defeat sin is to expose it. You know, if you're, if you're a guy here, you're a man, you're struggling with pornography. All right? And you really want to defeat it. The first thing I tell, I've counseled a number of people. Go and tell your wife. That's the beginning of, you know, if you hide it, you will not have, the Holy Spirit will not be able to do the work in your life. Even if you are single, tell somebody. Tell a minister. You know, tell someone that is confessed to someone. You know, the Bible says, confess your sin to one another so you can be healed. You know, there are some sin you get healed from. You know, it's not just... It's not just... There are some sin that... You don't just need forgiveness. You need deliverance from. So if you're here, maybe you're struggling with gambling... You're struggling with something, and you know this is, you know, you don't want to do it. If you want to do it, that's fine. You can go on. That's, uh, that's, not, that's not the people I'm talking about. People who want to do it are not struggling. They are enjoying it, right? <laughs> but if you are struggling with it, which is a good sign, right? That's a good sign that you want to be free, but the issue is you are held bound. The beginning of your freedom is light. What is light? Transparency, openness. Hallelujah! And that's how to be free. What I find out is a lot of believers, even though we are saved, we operate by principles of darkness, principles of the world, and that's why you know we can be in church, the Spirit of God is overing, but there's really no results. You know, we can have Christian marriage, but we still have crisis upon crisis because the principles of darkness is what is operating. Secrecy is what operates. You know, husband hides something from the wife, wife hides something from the husband. You know, that principle is from the darkness. And that's why I said, I'm going to really apply this to how we live our life. Principle. That principle is from darkness, it's not from God. God doesn't hide, doesn't hide things from us. He doesn't believe in hiding. God is light, which means there's no hiding. All right? If you have a marriage, you have some secret account somewhere, your wife doesn't know, your husband, I mean, you might not mean harm. You might just say, you know, she's just a, you know, she likes to spend money, I'm just going to hide it. It's vice versa too. Some guys, some, some women just have secret something in there somewhere. Do you know what happens? You begin to operate by principle of darkness. And the principle of darkness empowers the devil to walk. That's why he says, have nothing to do with unfruitful works of darkness. But what does he want us to do? Expose them. Exposure is what brings light. You see, when light comes, God moves when there's light. God moves. I mean, the Spirit of God, look at what happened at the beginning. It was hovering. No movement. Nothing. It was there. Just hovering. You don't just want the Spirit of God hovering over your house. hovering over your family. hovering over your finances. Overing over and no resort. No fruit. No fruit of righteousness. No fruit. Because The principles are from darkness. When the principles are from the kingdom of darkness, God cannot operate. Praise the name of Jesus. My prayer is that God will operate in your life in Jesus' name. The Spirit of God will produce mighty fruit, fruit of righteousness, fruit of godliness, because you are children of light, and you operate by the principles of light. Praise the name of Jesus. We're going to look at a few things that the Bible says. Uh, let me see. if I, I think I have one more scripture i like I like to share. Romans chapter 13, verse 12 and 13. Romans chapter 13, verse 12 and 13. Are we there? It said, the night is fast spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. I want you to know that he's talking to believers here, right? So he's not calling them darkness. Believers are not darkness. Once you are in Christ, you are light, right? You are a child of light. Light is in Christ, is in you. The problem is you might still have works of darkness. You might still be operating by the principles that only apply in darkness. He said, let us cast them off. I want you to turn to your neighbor. Let's cast them off. You must cast them off. And let us put on the armor of light. The way we cast them off is to put on the principles of light. Let's put on the principles of light. Let's operate. You see, the principles of light, they they might not be convenient. They might not even make sense. But what I know is they allow God to walk in an environment. And that's all we need. That's all I need. I want God to work in my environment. I want God to be at work in my family. All right. I want God to be at work in my finances. I want God to be at work in my relationships. I want God to work in everything that I do. So if I operate by the principles of light, God is at work. Hallelujah. Verse 13, let us walk properly. As in the day. Alright? In the day. Let's walk as if we're in the day. We know what happens in the day. And for these people, it was specific, you know. Apostle Paul always had something in mind when he starts. Alright? He had something in mind. But he needed to give them the principle at work. You know, that's what I one of the reasons I love the epistles. epistle doesn't always start with this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't do. It gives you the principles at work. He said, look, we are, we, are, we are no longer in darkness. We are light. Let's walk as light. Let's put on the armor of light. Let's walk properly as in the day. Not in the rivalry and drunkenness. In lewdness and lust. Not in strife and envy. You See, those are principles from darkness. Anywhere there is strife. You are empowering the devil to walk. So why will you allow strife to rule your life, to rule your family, to rule your ministry, to rule your church, to rule your life? Many of us, we are always in strife. Strife with people, always angry, always unhappy, always somebody is always offending you. Why don't you choose not to be offended? A choice. I can choose not to be offended. The reason why it's powerful, why it's important is you activate forces of darkness when you leave, when you are when you are always astray. It doesn't matter what it is, there are churches that are riddled with strife. They are church. They can have praise and worship. They can have these people can fall under the anointing, things can happen, there will be no results. People are still stranded. People are still oppressed. People are still under the powers of the devil. You know, things, are st- things will still be going everywhere. You know, things might be, you know, it might look like there's a lot of power. There's a lot of this. The reason is principles of, of darkness, they are at work. And they are here. All right? Strife. Envy lost lewdness morality drunkenness those are things that happen at night you know that right <laughs> <laughs> night is when people go to the bar club house, they, are, they are closed during the day you know <laughs> they are closed at night people go there then 2am they start shooting each other <laughs> and they sell some drugs there things a lot of other things that happen now if you go and fellowship there you can get caught with the wrong crowd so he's saying you know, let's let's leave us children of light let's 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 just don't don't be in christ not operate by the principles of darkness. You will disarm Christ from working in your life. You will disarm the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I've discovered that at the end of the day, it's about Christ or the Holy Spirit working for me. I can do nothing of myself, right? I cannot do, you know, but when He works for me, I am fine. When He gives me favor, I'm fine. It's not about my intelligence. It's not about my death. <laughs> if he's working for me, I'm fine. I don't even need to. I don't need to walk. Many of us think, oh, you know, we have to walk hard. No. I need to operate by the principle of light. I don't need to strive. That's what I mean. Now, I don't need to struggle. It's not going to be my struggle. It's not going to be my effort. It's going to be him walking on my behalf. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. In fact, the joy of a the goal of a believer is to rest in what Jesus has done. Right? Yeah. That's that's how our Bible says, let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. Our goal is to rest in what He has finished. Hallelujah. A matter of time, but when light is in place, light brings order. That's one of the things that's, you know, you see that when light, when you operate by principles of light, there is orderliness. There will be no chaos in your life. You see, if you are going from chaos to chaos to chaos, chances are you are operating by the principles of darkness. You need to switch. It doesn't mean you are darkness, but it means you are empowering the forces of darkness to operate in your life. We also know that light quenches darkness. The light shines in darkness, right? Darkness cannot overcome it. Light brings transparency. If you're always hiding things, there are people that's their life hiding everything going on in their life. Some of you hide out of fear, somebody's going to steal my blessing. (laughs) That's common with Africans. You know what that is called syncretism it is, it is a mixture of christianity and our idol worshipping lifestyle that's, that's that's not bible there's, there's no you won't find that in bible anywhere you must hide oh you must hide your blessing otherwise people are going to steal it <laughs> you know you know when you are pregnant you must hide it when you are, have a job don't tell anybody when you have money, you must hide it somewhere. When you don't pretend, oh, yeah, just hide, just hide. <laughs> you empower darkness. <laughs> yeah, but just be very, very careful. Just, just don't, 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 you know, that's secrecy. Some people are secretive. Be very, very careful. Principles of light is transparency. Oh, people are going to take advantage of Why What are you worried about? You don't worry about people. Worry about God is going to walk when I'm transferred. Worry about what, I mean, we are too worried about what people say, what people feel. No, when you operate by God's principle, God is at work in your life. Isn't that the most important thing? Does it matter who is against you? Oh, you see, yeah, look at Joseph now. When he said his dream, then his brother kidnapped him. No. No, his brother launched him into his destiny. Amen. If they didn't kidnap him, he wouldn't be in Egypt. If he wasn't in Egypt, he wouldn't become the... Whatever, he became in Egypt. Look, like when you are prayed by principles of light, even people who are against you will work for you. Amen. That's... That's... that's so you don't need all that. You don't need to say, oh, yeah, you have to really say. It. And it's amazing what people, this are our principle. It's our suspicion. Somebody once called me and said, oh, Pastor, you have to really watch. There are some members of the church. <laughs> some members of the church, they have a material motive. <laughs> so, I, so I should be just watching people's motive. But how can I put a body? of watching people's motive or myself. I mean, that is a very serious body. You can't sleep. You are watching people's motive. Then you, you hire some spies within the church that tells you who is doing what. Wow. That's, that's darkness. I mean, why should I live myself like that? Why should I live my life like that? I am not watching anybody's motive. I'm just living my life. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Pleasing God, doing my best. And I know God is taking care of the rest. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, light brings transparency. Light enhances our vision. When you operate by the principles of light, what happens is that you see. You see clearly. You see more. You have visions. The Holy Spirit opens your eyes. But when you live in darkness, you can't see things. You can't see what God is doing. Light brings freedom. When you are in darkness, you are not free. You are like in prison. You are in bondage. But when you are in light, you are free. That's why the Bible says the righteous is as bold. When you are when you are living in agreement with God, you don't need to worry about all those other things. You don't need to worry. You Don't need to worry about this, about that. Somebody finds out this. Somebody finds out this. It's amazing what the enemy really puts it out. It's amazing how people apply the principle of darkness in their marriage, in the way they deal with each other, in laws, this, that. I mean, just. Is chaos. It's amazing how single people apply it in their life. Married people apply it in their life. We need to really get rid of darkness. Works of darkness, principles of darkness. We need to invite light. All right? We are children of light. Let us invite light. Can we stand up and pray and just invite the light? Let's invite light into our life. Just lift up your hands and say, Lord, I invite you. Light. This is the season of Christmas. This is the season of light. The symbol of Christmas, the most famous one is light. Father, cause your light to shine. Let it shine upon my life. Let it shine upon my finances. Let it shine in my marriage. Let it shine in my everything I do. Even in my thoughts. In the way I live. Let it shine. Let your light shine. Help me to get rid of every walk of darkness. Open my eyes to see anywhere I am compromising with darkness. I am applying the principles of darkness in the way I live anywhere. Father, let the light, let it quench darkness. I reject every principle of darkness. There are a lot of us, you have challenges in your life, and the enemy has told you you must hide it from people. People that can solve the problem, you hide it from them. People that can pray for you, you hide. you You have that problem, and the problem is eating you up. That is the enemy deceiving you. Just ask God to reveal, to open your eyes. Everywhere you are being deceived by the enemy, to operate by the principle of darkness. Just ask God, Father, open my eyes to see them. Open my eyes to see them in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. Father of light, we invite the light to shine into every heart. I want you to just lift up your hands I will pray. Father, I invite the light, the light of God, your light to to flood every heart here flood every heart flood every life flood every marriage flood every business in the mighty name of Jesus we come against every walk of darkness every work of darkness will reject you in the name of Jesus we ask Lord the principle of light will begin to be in oppression and the spirit will begin to bear fruit In our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Let's put our hands together and give him praise. Hallelujah.